0: I'm your host Ryan, certified personal trainer and spiritual life coach, and this is my co-ho Lexi. Go <laughs> 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 oh, go The SSS podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Ooh,
1: there's our guest. Welcome to the show. Hi there. There's the alignment we need. Let's get started. Yes, sounds wonderful. So Lizzie, this is Ryan. Ryan, did you want to say something?
0: Yes, hello, finally.
1: Yes, finally. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs>
0: nice to finally meet you.
2: Good. I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited for this entire team. And I'm excited to co-create a podcast with an intention for the you know, the
1: listeners that are out there meant to hear it really are the ones that attract it to their physical reality. Yes, I love that. That's pretty much what we're all about, you know, we're we're big on mental health and just advocating for other people and we're really excited to have your optimism join our team as well. Right on. Perfect. Excellent. I love it. Yay. It's, it's contagious. I know that for a fact. It's no, amazing. it really is. I can literally hear it in your voice, like your energy. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah, remember that. Remember that.
2: Yes. Oh, and- yeah, to go forward with your podcast, just remember, we're, you know, nothing happens unless you're in alignment. Yes. And yeah, because people can pick up on energies, even with someone's voice. We're not face to face right now. We're not in the presence of one another physically. But just my voice alone, you can pick up on my energy.
1: Exactly. Most definitely. I can tell that you're vibrating at a high vibration. <laughs> I did want to ask before we get started, do you prefer Liz or Lizzie? I prefer, I, you know what,
2: I the, in my family, I go by Lizzie, you know, a lot. And then, and then out there in the world, I go by Liz. Um, I just, you know, it's whatever you're most comfortable with. On the book itself,
1: it will say Liz on the book. Wonderful. Let's go with Liz then so we don't confuse anyone. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I see that your book is called Release Resistance allow manifestations through positive perspective shifts. So did you want to tell us a little bit about your book? You bet. I um, re- realized really
2: at quite a young age that it's not fun to feel like crap, <laughs> you know, and I grew up in a situation where therapy was just not on the table, whether it be for financial reasons or sometimes there's families that maybe. Attach feelings of shame to the idea that maybe there's a child in the house that needs therapy. And I really, I was, I got a lot of attention. I had an active imagination, so much so that I could use my imagination to actually feel better. And a lot of people in the law of attraction community will say, be delusional, just be delusional, right? And I discovered that it's really fun to be delusional and activate, uh, you know, a, an existence or an and a reality that may be different than what you're currently experiencing and tap into like your highest desires or using memories simply to feel better. And I, when I say feel better, not just see the memories or reframe the memories, but really feel it at the visceral level. I have a high core belief that anything when it comes to manifestations or desired life, is an energetic dance with the universe. And so what I love to do is really tap into the power of my imagination, allow anything that I have perceived as contrast in my life to actually be reframed to serve me for my higher good. So I wrote a book of 31 visual journeys where I tap into my power of my imagination. I get allow myself to be a little delusional. And during that meditative state, I allow for ease in my life, so I don't live in an altered state where I'm experiencing massive anxiety, depression, anything, and so I just believe in the power of the mind, and then at each of those 31 sections, I did reframing questions for the reader, so they themselves as the reader can experience perspective shifts, and I realized after being, you know, a certified hypnotist that people are quite possibly one perspective shift, away from changing their entire life.
1: Wow. That was a very good explanation. Like that hit my soul. I was like, very motivating, very motivating. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, and
2: yeah, it is. And it's fun. It's fun to go, okay, wait, this was something that I perceived in my life. That was about a lot of adversity, right? However, and people call it like, oh, the shadow work. I I'm going to challenge that concept and call it transformative work. You're here for joyful curiosity toward what you high, your highest desires. And so let's just pretend for just a moment that everything has neutral meaning, everything. And it's ourselves as the individual that applies meaning to the events in our life. So just pretend for just a minute that it's neutral. So how could you place meaning on it
1: so that you
2: can allow for personal expansion because that's what I really believe we're here for.
1: No facts. I love that. So kind of like I exactly what you're saying, but my mind is condensing it and saying overdose on optimism.
2: Oh no, I do not believe in toxic positivity and I do not believe in spiritual bypassing at the same time. So what Mm -hmm. I try to do with myself Mm -hmm. is simply get to a state where I'm at least content I, I, you know, I, I listen to Abraham Hicks for those that don't know who that is. just, she is Esther Hicks. She downloads a council of infinite intelligence and unconditional love. And she presents her listeners, her followers with this idea of an emotional scale. And I try to at least get to feelings of contentment, you know, ideally love and above feelings of joy, but for myself, that can be a stretch. I simply want to feel content with what is, um, I do not, as Abraham Hicks says, slap a happy face sticker on an empty gas tank. There's no way. No way. I need to show up as an authentic version of myself. And that means at least getting myself to feel a little bit better. Because when you give momentum to negative happenings, negative thoughts, feelings, behaviors in your life, you're going to see evidence of that in your physical reality. So my idea is not to be like into this, oh, this optimism, life is so, you know, just one big bowl of cherries. No. However, I want to slow down the negative momentum I might be giving to a particular subject. And that means I'm going to land in the energy of the solution versus the energy of the problem.
1: I love it. I completely agree with what you're saying. That's good stuff, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
2: you know, I, 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 it takes a while, you know, to realize that we're not alone. We're never alone. And all of us have access to some call their inner guides or divine downloads or whatever it is, whatever you turn it over to, whatever it is, we have access. And sometimes that means hitting that pause button and waiting to see how you are guided. And I know if I'm being guided in the right direction, if I'm inspired with impulses that are backed by unconditional love. And I know that feeling, my path will feel really lit up. I was lit up to be here today, right? And that to me is like little nudges from the universe that this is this is great. We are meant to be here right now. It feels really good.
1: Aw, thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. I definitely feel the same. When Rye was telling me all about your book and everything, I was like, Can you send me more information? Like I was just like, I can't get enough. I need more. Do you have anything else? Like, where can I find her at?
0: No, I was so excited when I realized that you were actually publishing a
1: (laughs) Right. And that means we're a vibrational match,
2: right? There's, you know, and it's and it happened with ease. You know, with ease. And that's the other part of it. There was there's no assertion, there's only attraction. And so just putting it out there, you know, and here you all are. And I say this over and over. If you can hold it in your thoughts, you can hold it in your hands. And this thought of your podcast began with a thought. Everything begins with a thought. And through your co-creation with one another, your podcast came to fruition. And that is so so worth celebrating. And you follow your inspired impulses. You found your your co-creators. And you're here producing something that's going to have a global impact.
1: Thank you so much. That was very riveting. I appreciate your kind words. I know you have no clue. Like, because for me and Rai, like, this has been something that's been very out of, well, at least my comfort zone. I can't speak for Rai because she's really good at all the audio stuff. Oh, shush. So I'm like, I'm, um, okay. I'm like, I um okay i am like i have not ever been comfortable enough to put myself out there, put my story out there. I just, I haven't been comfortable enough to do it yet. So this is a big leap for me to be able to sit here and just kind of be like, yeah, like, I'm messed up too. <laughs> I'm ready to broadcast it to the whole world. <laughs> so-
2: Heck yeah. And so that's the beauty, you know, it's so easy to sit in our comfort zone, but where the expansion occurs is when we allow for discomfort. Sometimes in that disequilibrium, when we are, there's disagreement, there's imbalance, naturally we will experience balance. And uh, the discomfort is where the growth occurs. If we allow it, if we allow it. Yes. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And so the meaning that you apply to your story, like I've messed up. No, you didn't. There's nothing you need to fix, solve, or figure out. You just simply allow it to serve you toward your higher self.
0: No, I. I Mm
1: -hmm. Same, same. So tell me, Liz, how long have you been working on this? Well, it's been over a year now. I actually um,
2: was a little bit intentional. I have a second one coming out called Deliberate Desires, because I kind of want to keep that momentum that I referenced earlier going. Um, So, but I, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I was able to slow down my life a little bit. And I was so guilty of just running on this hamster wheel we call life. And when you slow down, you realize that how I really realized about three years ago, how out of alignment I was living. I was not tending to what I call my vibrational garden at all, at all. I was exhausted. I really sipped the soup, this idea that you work hard till you retire, you know, and then when you retire, you have fun. And at the, at the pandemic, it was a reality check for me. And it was a gift in so many ways because I thought, okay, Wow. I have some time here to meditate or walk or journal. And uh, wow, I'm doing things for myself. And I start, I, I remember getting on specific social media apps and really hearing people say, oh, you know, say this one affirmation and you will manifest millions. You will be the first millionaire in your family. Say this one manifestation and you are going to, by God, you know, call in your soulmate. And I know intellectually that manifestation is one thing for a lot of people, but for me, it's a feeling journey and it's an energetic dance with the universe. And I would read comments people say like, okay, I said this, you know, affirmation till I was blue in the face and nothing happened. Well, they didn't do the work to where they had some energetic shifts that they felt within their soul. You cannot simply say an affirmation that you are not aligned with and see the evidence of it in your physical reality. There has to be what I call seismic shifts. And for some people might be subtle, but you can't have wobble in what you're calling in. You know, I want it, but I want it, but. And I had to get past this idea like, okay, who am I to write a book? Who am I to write a book? But then I thought, wait a minute, she wrote a book, he wrote, that person wrote a book. If they can do it, so can I. So we have to get out of our own way and do it. And I have this idea, like, what if I'm on someone's vision board? And what if you two are on someone's vision board? This podcast is on someone's vision board that the message they hear while listening to your podcast is something that they have had on their vision board It's something they needed to hear to propel themselves further. So I said, you know what, I'm going to stop playing small. I'm going to show up and be the person I desire to be. Since I was 18 years old, I wanted to write a book. So am I going to get in my own way? And I love conversations with my future self and I love conversations with my higher self because they show up. And when I decide to play small, I turn to them and they're like, really, are you going to go through your life not doing what something you've desired since you're in your, you know, you were in your teens. And so I had a choice to make, am I going to play small or am I going to show up? And I decided to show up.
1: Thank God for that. Honestly. <laughs> we are so blessed yeah yeah so this isn't a question on the list and I have to ask how do you talk to your higher self because for me I try to talk to her and sometimes she comes out and like words and I'll look at myself in the mirror and just be like who said that that was not you but I'm like how do you (laughs) tap into her yes
2: you know first I kind of developed you know, her. And I mean, she's confident. She enters the room with a certain vibration of, I, I'm a Scorpio. So, I, you know, this bringing the Scorpio energy in the room. Um, I Um And so sometimes I just simply say, what would she do? Well, she would do this, this, and this, but in meditation, I can actually feel like there's this great in the um, course of miracles, a book um highly recommend. Um It's just, you know, it says like universe, or whoever. Show me who you have me be, who you have me serve, and how you have me serve them. Show me who you have me be, who you have me serve, and how you have me serve them. And I allow for those answers to come in. And show me who you have me be will sometimes be that person who's like, you need to heal this. You need to give yourself forgiveness. And quite possibly, I've been in situations in meditation where I've had to forgive people. They don't know that I've forgiven them, but I've allowed for feelings of relief to come in so I feel better. I feel better. And again, that that emotional journey. And so I just try to pick up what Abraham Hicks calls the other end of the stick. So if I'm feeling oh, depressed and I really want to feel feelings of freedom, which I feel like I'm really aligned to abundance, I will take my feelings of depression and then I will embody versions or memories of myself where I experience feelings of freedom and really try to soothe any feelings of depression or anxiety, all things that I've really struggled with in my life. Um, And so my rock bottom has actually become a resting place. And even in my darkest moments, I know there's light and I allow those lights, that light to come in through my cracks. My cracks serve me and I just, I'm not broken. I am I am not broken. I'm here for constant repair. And so moments where I quiet my mind um, are times when I can really send intention for what I call divine downloads and really listen. And I have a journal by my side because I journal immediately. Otherwise, I get like a form of amnesia. And so I journal immediately. And I look back sometimes. I'm like, wow, that came through. Really? And it just seems like it's, it's something more powerful than me. Sorry, I'm trying to give Raya a chance
0: to. My background noise. There's people like talking in the back and I'm getting annoyed.
2: If we were in a a hypnotism session right now, I would just say anytime you hear background noise, right, let it just go, allow it to go
0: deeper into
2: relaxation.
0: So I have to ask, when will your book be available to the public?
2: It'll be available next week, actually, the week of Valentine's Day. Yeah, you know, and I've learned, I, I've actually been doing a lot of hypnotherapy sessions with people around Valentine's Day, and it's been interesting. So I've actually used this um, method where I've used the color red to pattern for confidence. So when they see red this next couple of weeks. Uh, they'll be able to really access feelings of confidence because what I've learned is Valentine's Day, people are really conditional on their happiness. Their happiness is so conditional on having someone else in their life. And if I could say one thing, wouldn't that be amazing if the love affair you had, the ultimate love affair you have in your life is you, is with yourself. And self-love is not easy. I'm not, no way would I say, oh, it's so easy to find self-love. But what I do know is how vital it is. If you are trying to attract love, you have to give yourself what you desire from someone else. You are your own baseline in the journey to discover and attract love. So if you're not giving yourself the self-care, the nourishment, the accolades that you deserve, and you're hoping to get that from someone else, there's going to be some imbalance in what you're calling in. What I've also known about self-love working with clients is that often when they're on that journey towards self-love and they really start to refine what that means for them, I've learned that it comes with a major warning, a major caveat. Sometimes they have attracted someone in their life or people or friends or even family from a low vibrational state. And for example, they maybe had someone they started to date when they had like low self-worth, right? And so as their self-worth increases... They are no longer a vibrational match to the person they once were, you know, attracted to. And there's some fallout from that, you know, because you start to lose people in your life because you're vibing at a different frequency. But wouldn't you rather attract people that you attracted from a higher frequency, especially around self-love, than other people you attracted from a low place of self-worth? And I know the answer for myself. The answer is yes. So Very often people will say, I don't know what happened you know, the more work I do on myself, I just don't have in common, you think my husband anymore, my boyfriend, whoever my significant other. Well, sometimes it's because you attracted that person from a low place, very low place of self-worth. Does that make sense? I think that you just explained my past two (laughs)
1: relationships,
2: right? There it is. Right. And so that's an, and you know what, find peace in that, that there's peace in that. Great. I outgrew something that wasn't good for me. I outgrew something that was keeping me stifled in my journey. And I would be so appreciative because you in this, in this journey, you discover what you want and what you don't want. And so I just worked with a client last night and she's going through a terrible breakup. And I did this activity with her and I had her imagine a time it was just her, just her. And she was in a state where she was allowing like herself to make a positive memory with just her. I said, when did this happen? So after she formulated the memory, she was on a hike. And she says, just me, I'm a loving nature. I'm loving the outdoors. I'm smelling everything. She just really juiced on this memory. I said, when did this happen? She said two years ago. Well, what was two years ago? It was the month before she met this guy who just dumped her. So what we got to was in this two year relationship she was in, where she ultimately got dumped. She did not produce one positive memory that just included her everything she did for the last two years has been about his happiness needless to say she's depleted she's exhausted and she's heartbroken but what a beautiful onset to getting this beautiful springboard to getting back to a place of self love and compassion and producing memories that are just include her and are about her you know Self-love is not selfish. Absolutely not. And what she did the last two years was just make sure she, this guy was okay. And in the meantime, guess what? She wasn't. She wasn't. And when he, what I would call as an emotional vampire, sucked every ounce of her soul out of her, he's left her with somebody who is now beginning a new journey. So I shifted her toward appreciation for him because of his presence in her life. She now knows it's no longer about her giving up her entire sense of being to be with another person. In a relationship, the self-love journey has to continue. It's not about, oh, I hope, you know, I love myself. I love myself. Oh, I met somebody. Now I'm so happy. So I'm going to put myself on the back burner and make sure he's happy or that person's happy. It's about continuing a self-love journey along the way, and it's so vital to the relationship, so vital. And she gave her peace away, and now it's a journey of not getting over heart heartbreak, so to speak, but about allowing peace and positive memories that include just her. I, yeah, and I, I just want you to like think about that for a minute, <laughs> everybody who's here and listening. I really hope that you are your own self-love advocate with whatever circumstance you're in it's so easy to lose sight of that.
1: Most definitely. I'm hanging on to every word you're saying. Because I've just recently started to heal from my past relationships myself. Like, it's been a really long time. It's been so long that I shouldn't even have issues with it anymore. But I still do. Because, you know, it's just one of those things that you're just like, man. Like, I really thought I was in love with this person. But I have altered my perception to just turn it into thank god i'm not with that person because there's no way like that it just it really wasn't meant mm-hmm. to be and i just know that there's someone out there that's going to be good for me and that's going to have positive influences on my life and that isn't going to take without giving so
2: absolutely and that someone out there starts with you and you start to give yourself what you need from someone else you you like I said, you have that little romanticize your life, love affair, you know, with yourself. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, you're okay alone. I'd rather be alone than want to be alone. And, and I would have allow that energetic dance where I'm feeling so much self-love that I naturally attract love that comes with so much ease, joy and flow. And I would not, I would be okay. I would, I would kind of watch out for words a little bit here. You know, words are kind of like, you know, spelling, there's little spells in those little words. And so you say there's a long time. This, this has been a long time. This has been a long time. That's okay. I would turn that to, you know what? I'm allowing the divine unfolding in my healing. I, the negative part of it's been a long time. It kind of puts, you know, puts you in a place where maybe that's lowering your frequency just a little bit. And I think the beautiful part of our journey is just allowing
1: for the divine unfolding of your personal healing. Exactly. Most definitely. Um, I'm definitely learning every day to be a little bit more gracious with myself and just give myself the space to do that. So long I've been running on this yeah. timeline, you know. Growing up, your parents tell you, you know, you get a car, you get a job, you get a house. Like there's all these orders and things of which that they're supposed to be done per se in quotation. But You know, getting past that and just realizing that there is no such thing as a timeline, you know, you create your own timeline. It it is a beautiful thing to kind of see and look into.
0: Oh, for
2: sure. And, you know, like time is a construct anyway. And so, again, it's just looking it's looking at your highest desires, not those of others or what we're supposed to do. You know, when I'm, when my generation, again, was, I alluded to this earlier, we're supposed to work till we're like 65 and either die in the workplace or have a few fun years of retirement. And I refuse to allow that to be my life story. I refuse to have that be my narrative. There is no way I'm here to change the story and you are here to change the story. Your story is your own. You are the main character.
1: I love that. No facts. Um, I'm going to skip to the bottom here because I think that this ties in because like you said earlier, you know, self love and self care kind of sounds easy. And like you said, it's not easy. It's not all shits and giggles. Um, in reality, it can also be kind of embarrassing. Um, at least I see it as kind of embarrassing sometimes to myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not used to putting myself out there like that anymore. So I wanted to ask you, um, did you have a particular painful moments during your self-love journey and how did you kind of rip? Oh yeah, I, <laughs> boy, have
2: I ever, yeah. I mean, I've had um, very painful moments. Of course you've got, you know, sprinklings from your childhood that come in, you know, breakups, things that have happened on a personal level, but even with friendships. And so I did a couple of things. I developed what I call authentic pillars for myself. And this is really important and it changed my life. And one authentic pillar I have is to create really good memories with my family. And another one is to have a global impact. And another one is to relax. <laughs> so, I default on my authentic pillars all the time. So, if I'm in a situation that doesn't feel good or I'm like I feel my self-love going down the pot, you know, I'm circling the drain a little bit. I ask myself, is this making a global impact? No. (laughs) Am I creating good memories with my family? No. Am I relaxing? No. So then I begin the journey of what can I do to get back to my authentic pillars? It seems like a minor thing to do, but it's actually big because that also dictates how I use my time. If I don't feel good about something, I will say no now because why? It doesn't create good memories. If I feel like something in my book, for example, didn't read right, does it does it correlate with my authentic pillars? No, because I really want to make a global impact. So I reserve the right to change things around. And if something doesn't feel relaxed to me, it's tense. That doesn't again attribute to my authentic pillars. So I'm not doing it. And I try to make what I call I call it course correction. I get out of the lane and I try to figure out what I can do to get back to my authentic pillars. Second of all. I have, again, remember you're talking to someone who has a very active imagination. I like to have a dinner in my mind with my parts and I have a part in my table. So it's sitting at my table is my insecure part. Sitting at my table is my body loather. You know, the one that just loathes sometimes like my body, my body. Um, I have the person that is, she's shy. And I sit and have a negotiation with them. My insecure part is like can easily dominate my life's journey. And I have to negotiate with her. Like, look, if we stay insecure, you're going to not fulfill your life's dreams. So what's a happy medium here? Well, happy medium was for me, for example, when it came to the book, I was not ready to have it out at Christmas time. It just didn't feel good to me. So we negotiated. It felt better to do it after the beginning of the year. And it really felt good to do it in February. So was she going to win and not allow me to publish the book at all? Absolutely not. But we negotiated in my mind to a place that felt better. And the timeline of Christmas time did not feel good to me, but February feels really fucking good. So I did it. You know what I mean? So I had these like conversations with the people that I know. Um, <laughs> my little, my, my parts that keep me again, playing super small. And, um and so, and I, we, we come to a, a happy negotiation where there is, Emphasis on a solution to where I stay true to my authentic pillars.
1: I love that analogy that you used. It reminded me of the emotions movie, that little kid like, yes. movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes,
2: yeah. It, for sure, are you talking about Inside Out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that movie because that's how I feel like that's how it goes down. I feel like okay. Here are your different emotions. Lay them out. Lay them out. Like for you, I know that you have some grief involved with this breakup, you know, or maybe there's two breakups there is what I'm sensing. And um, so you have you have this. So who are you going to listen to? The side of you that's saying grieve, grieve, grieve for these people, or this the emotion in you is like, no, I'm ready to be ready to be ready for love. Love. I want to vibe at love. And that means loving myself. And loving myself means allowing the grief to serve me and toward personal expansion.
1: Yes, exactly. I actually have love as tattoo on my face <laughs> <Of course laughs> because <do>. I'm striving. <laughs> I'm striving towards it. And I have a lot of work to go. I have a lot more work to do, but. I mean, I'm saying we're
2: not going to say that way. We're going to say I'm going to allow love in. it's not work. It's meant to be easy. Again, ease, joy, flow. We are allowing love in. Not only is it on my body physically with a tattoo, I'm going to allow it internally with feelings, thoughts, behaviors that allow me to just really vibe at feelings of love for me.
1: I love that. Thank you. This has been a very good reminder of optimism because I really struggle with that. I mean, there's always like a negative and a positive side to things. But I struggle with um, major depressive disorder. So that's like a big thing for me is like my mind wants to instantly go to the negative. So I have been working on rerouting my words. And just something simple as that I've never caught that, you know, like working. And you just you just flipped a switch for me. And I was just like, light bulb. That's one of the, the very simple ways. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You, you, every time you use that word, you are
2: telling your body and your soul we're working We're, you know what? This is hard work. We're going to roll our sleeves up, you know, and work and get our hands. No, we are going to allow moments of peace and we're going to allow feelings of love in. And even for just a few minutes a day, I always tell people, and i say this all the time. If you have time to feel like crap, you have time to feel good. And so the, know the power of not only your thoughts, but the power of your words. And so you're not working, you're allowing. You're not working, you're allowing. And you allow, allow, allow. And I would, I would allow that to be your new power word. Somewhere in your journey, someone has made it, it. You really displayed it, whether they modeled it or told you, that it's supposed to be really hard. And I cannot believe that we're here for just difficult you know the difficult paths I have to believe I have to believe, and it keeps me going that by allowing everything is serving me in a way that I can really benefit and i you know it took me a long time to get there because it's so easy to go to a dark place like I said you know my my in my old life my you know that rock bottom was what it was as rock bottom now I'm like, okay, rock bottom, perfect, I'm here to rest for a while, I'm gonna rest right here until I figure this out. And rest does not imply work.
0: I definitely feel like rest is really important in any healing journey. Oh,
2: I always say doing nothing is doing something. And trust me, I am like a recovered workaholic. I thought that you're supposed to work all the time and really prove yourself to society. But now doing nothing is doing something. I I really, really feel like when you are just at one with yourself and you're doing nothing, you're you're refueling. The way I would really describe it is if your gas tank is empty, what do you do? You fill it up. If your phone needs charging, what do you do? You charge it. Now treat yourself like you do your inanimate objects in your life. You'd have to refuel. You cannot, and this is so cliche, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot. And so doing nothing is doing something and dropping down in your heart and hearing what your body needs It might even be simple as a glass of water. And you're so rested at some point that you're like, you know what? I'm living dehydrated. (laughs) I haven't even taken deep breaths today. I can't, I'm not even breathing thoroughly at this point. I, you know, and you got to get out of your own way. And I just, it took me a long time to really embrace the idea. That's okay to stop, hit the pause button because doing nothing again is doing something. Just like a response when people say, oh, that person didn't text me back. Guess what? No response is a response. And we have to get really matter of fact in some areas in our life. Otherwise, we are just having what I call energy leaks, oil spills. A, a no response is a response. And so are you going to sit there and stare at your phone all day? Is that why you're here on this planet? Or are you going to pivot toward your higher self and do something that serves you from a place of high self-love? Because looking to see if a certain person is going to text you back. Is not a <laughs> a allocation of time that serves your higher good.
0: No, definitely. So my next question is: So did you have a certain audience in mind when you were writing your book?
2: Oh, for sure. I feel like there's so much misinformation out there. I I noticed two things. At the beginning of the pandemic, I knew people that were like, I need therapy, and they couldn't access it. Like there was waiting lists for therapy. And the other thing was, I noticed how impressionable people are. Like, they, like I said, they li- they look at you know a certain app watch a 15 second video and they believe, Oh, I have all the answers for my desired life. And a lot of times those videos are created for views and maybe they're not backed by authenticity of what, you know, a person really needs. And so when I wanted to have some people to have something that's affordable, but also required them to be active with the book themselves, not just read it. And it's not written like, you know, a Netflix Episodes, or you know, it's something I don't want people binging. It's 31 different topics where you read uh, through a journey, you know, imaginative journey about a particular topic. And at the end, you have five questions that call for you to reframe and reframe so much so that you feel it the energetic shift in your body. And I wanted to be something that was accessible and affordable for people because I, I just want everyone to know that all of us can feel better. All of us can feel better. And that means, however, that we have to be dedicated to reverse engineering any negative emotions that may be fueling perspectives we're practicing in our life that are really being reflected in our physical reality. I did um, hypnosis on myself and I came up, I had this memory and I had quite a few memories, in fact, around this idea or this theme that my needs don't matter. My needs don't matter. And that theme was playing it out in my adult life. My needs don't matter. And a lot of us, for example, might've been a child that went between two households with our parents because of a divorce. I was one of those. And it was no offense to the other parent involved, but when I would go to my other parents' house on a weekend, I would come to school Monday. I had really missed out on a lot. And I would say, please don't make me go. Please don't make me go simply because I was missing out on so much with my friends on the weekend. And plus I felt displaced. That theme of my needs don't matter really plays itself out in my adulthood. And once I allowed an awareness of that, that, you know what, (laughs) my needs do matter. My life started to change. And that's when I realized if I could help people have one perspective shift around that, even that one memory or that one theme that's renting space for free And what I called in my head sometimes was like a jog in a bad neighborhood. Once I realized that my needs, I was saying in subconsciously, my needs don't matter. Once I said, oh, my needs do matter. And I felt it. I mean, I felt it. And I allowed that energetic shift. My life changed because my needs matter. My needs matter. And that's how I'm going to show up in this world from now on but it's bringing that conscious awareness to it. And that's my goal for the book. It's like, oh, if someone would just, if someone read an email me like, oh my God, I didn't realize this was how I was going through my life. You know, I, oh, I would feel like I've arrived (laughs) because I just know that one perspective shift can change your life.
1: It most definitely can. And I love how you put all of that. There's also another side of therapy and like like you said, uh, people listing things with no authenticity to back it up is like one thing with, I was very blessed with a very good therapist, but I'm like, I was in such a deep, dark moment that had I gotten a bad therapist, like I just would have went backwards instead of forward. So that's really important too, is oh, having someone that can advocate for you that has the authenticity to back that up.
2: Absolutely. And isn't that amazing? I mean, like you vibrationally attracted the right person for you. You also, and I'm hearing in your voice, if that person wasn't right for you during a very dark period, I hope anyone listening to this would know that they have a voice and your voice matters and that it's you, don't, you can switch teams. You don't have to go back to someone who's not serving you. You don't have to be around people that aren't serving you. If you're in a dark place, it calls for help, real help that's helping you get out of that dark place. And so for you, I'm so happy you landed with somebody that is propelling you forward, right? And I hope if that person wasn't, that you would be able to voice. And I hope anyone listening would voice that it's not working. It's not working. And that's okay. But it's time to find something that is and give yourself that permission slip. It's dominant negative emotions are personal invitations for help. They are your body's way of saying, I need help. And so the fact that you went and got a therapist in a very dark time is beautiful. That is a beautiful part of your journey. And I, I just, again, I, our emotions tell a story and it's a form of communication. And I love my negative emotions. I love them now. It took me a long time. It sounds so crazy to say that. But they are telling me I have something I need to soothe. I have something I need to soothe. And I will dedicate whatever modality that fits me at that moment to soothing my negative emotions because we're meant to be here and I, you know, and we're meant to be here. And during our darkest times, there, there is always, and this cliche again, as it sounds, there's hope, there's hope. And you, if you can find it through the right person and that person is making sure that you get up the next day, then that, that is just beautiful. And it's a beautiful part of your journey. So I really commend you. You got help.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So I did want to ask, um, moving on from that point, yeah. when will your book be available to the public? Like both of your books, honestly, because now I'm curious about your second one. Um, yeah. and where can we find that once it's has yeah. been-
2: yeah. Okay. So I, I want my second one's called deliberate desires. I want to touch on it for just a second. It's, it's probably will be like six months to a year out, but I want to make sure I really, I, cause we, I talked about that word work that you mentioned earlier, the word work. Right. And so I just, I love the idea of being intention, really intentional with our thoughts and our words and our behaviors and feelings really intentional and not manifesting by default. And so when you switch from away from that word work, and you're more intentional with your words, and you feel your words, and I love awareness, by the way, you just live like in total awareness, you're going to feel a shift in your physical reality. And I want to touch on that. That's the second book, the first book, though. So release resistance, just, again, making sure that you are soothing what I call your butts, your butts, your wobbles. I want it, but I want it, but, you know, so you have these butts in your life and you're soothing them. So that's the idea of releasing resistance, getting rid of any doubts that you are maybe worthy of love or worthy of abundance relationships, whatever it is. And so the book will come out ideally again, right around um, Valentine's day. My I, And that felt good to me again, that book that that day Valentine's day becomes so much about other people like i mentioned before and it should really be every day of the year not one day and by all means your personal happiness happiness should not be conditional on anyone else or any other thing it should be conditional on how you feel and so i just tried to time it around a, a day that Valentine's day where so many people put so much emphasis On whether they're alone or with the right person or they got gifts. And I would say to anyone listening to this, self love can happen not on just one day of the year. It's not conditional on how someone else feels about you. It should be happening with some little attempt every single day of the year. And again, it's not about toxic positivity or spiritually bypassing your feelings. To me, it's simply being aware that your negative emotions are serving you and you need to have a negotiation with them because. You need to feel better. And one of those negotiations might mean seeking a therapist. Great. Let's do it. Reading a self-help book. Perfect. Resting. You know, silencing your mind. Laying in bed for a day. What do the parts that your body that are producing negative emotions need to heal in real time? Because it's the power of now. Now. It's now. You know, we have got to feel good now. You don't want the ramifications of what happens to a person's body when they hold on to so much darkness and so much pain. Eventually that starts to show itself physically, and how, you know, who you are, not just emotionally. So we want to run interference, but in a way that's healthy and really um, has an impact that you feel at the cellular level. And um, yeah, it does feel good to feel good. But for some of us, like myself, it's a journey that I have to make sometimes by the moment. Sometimes I pivot moment to moment to moment just to get through the day. And But I want to be here. So I'm dedicated to pivoting to higher feeling thoughts. So I'm here because I'm not done. I'm still here ready to make that global impact, which is one of my authentic pillars, as mentioned before.
1: I love that. You're so right. It sounds like your release resistance is going, your book essentially is going to be a really good Valentine's day gift for yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Definitely. I'm so yeah. excited for the second.
1: No, same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's
2: good. Yeah. Cause I just, you know, it's really interesting. I, I, I you, know, that was one of what I've met preference before is that that was an inspired impulse. I, I, And of course you get what ifs, right? So there's that part, that Insecure Liz, she shows up, what if, what if nobody reads your first book? And what if, what's the point in writing a second book? Okay. And then I countered Insecure Liz and said, what if one person does? What if I've changed the life of one person? Well, then I am going to write a second book for that one person. And I shot Insecure Liz down. She's always scared. She's so scared. And so I negotiate with her. And so it's okay, my what if, my negotiation is, what if one person reads the book and their life gets changed, it's changed a little bit. And so Insecure Liz said, okay, <laughs> let's go if one, you know, and then, but higher self Liz is like, but what if more than one, my goodness, let's set an intention here. And so you have to, again, I have to have these little negotiations with the parts of me that keep me so small, so small. And, um, I just, I just heard a quote from Brené Brown and she said, the universe whispered in her ear at a point in her life that said, you know, we're not screwing around anymore. Time is of the essence is basically what the quote was. And, you know, I'm done screwing around. I'm here to make what I really means a lot to me is to have the the ripples in my waves be felt by many. And so we're done screwing around, giving out my energy to things that really don't matter. And what matters to me are my authentic colors. So I'm staying true to my course. And I want you both to stay true to your course and everyone listening to this. And ask yourself how you're allocating your energy.
1: I have it on mute, but I'm agreeing with everything you say, Liz. Go off, girl. Yes. <laughs> oh,
2: I can go on. I can go off. <laughs> because I... <laughs> I know I could. I mean, I just think that I think there are way makers, there are thought leaders and there are global impactors. And when we come together, that's when stuff starts to happen. That's when the shakeup starts to happen. And I really believe in the power of the collective. So if we took every person listening to this podcast and they just raised their energy, just a little bit, think of the power of the collective. And that's where a podcast is so beautiful because messages, when they are allowed into people's reality, people accept them, like, you know, I accept this message, I accept this message. We might be changing the energetic level of the collective, which inadvertently or directly changes the feeling tone of the world. I believe so much in energetics and the power of the collective. So we are collective souls and we are here as way makers. And um, I really want people to feel the power in that. So, who are you gonna show up? Who are you gonna show up as? Who are you gonna show up as? Well, I'm gonna just show up as someone who's true to my inner mind, my inner core. And that means being so deliberate with my energy, so deliberate and intentional. And that, and you know, last night when I was working with uh, the girl going through the, the woman going through the breakup, she said, you know, I'm crying really hard right now. And I said, what if you're making room for joy with your tears? What if for a long time in my life, I was kind of shamed for being, I I cry (laughs) and I've been shamed for it. And what if someone hears your podcast and lets out tears or reads my book and lets out tears? And what if that person is making room for more joy? And just that in itself is the change that we are seeking in others. And they are seeking for themselves. I just see my tears now as confetti and a celebration of me making room for joy. And I really celebrate my tears when so long I attach same to them. Oh, no tears.
1: Yeah, yes. sorry, go ahead.
2: Anyone go ahead? Anyone chime in.) <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um,
0: I did have a question. Um, like further back, you said that you hypnotized yourself, and I just had to ask about how was that even possible? Yeah.
2: I know, right. Well, first of all, you know we're kind of you know when you're going on a walk or like drive, you're driving your car, kind of like wait a minute, oh my gosh, I don't even remember getting here. Sometimes we're in trances, right? So trances happen quite a bit. For myself, um, I'm trained in something. You know, I'm trained in self hypnosis, but there's one. And it's a little saying and um, it goes, you know, the universe renews my life, the universe renews my life, the universe renews my life. And before I go to bed, you know, that tends to be where my monkey mind comes in and my monkey mind is awful. I just go from everywhere, every topic, you know, and I start to tell myself the universe renews my mind. The universe renews my mind or renews my life. The universe renews my life. The universe renews my life. But I also listen to what comes up. But those words, I've highly trained myself to pivot so I feel better. Um, So the universe renews my life. See, right now I can kind of feel it because I'm so trained. But I would suggest to anybody to give yourself a phrase that allows you to feel better. And in those moments when you can't sleep or anything, train your brain with a phrase that really works for you. I am open to expansion, whatever it is, whatever it is. And then you, every time you have a really negative thought, pivot that thought with a phrase that kind of self soothes enough to where you feel even just a little bit better. Because otherwise, if I get my anxiety really active or even depression, I I have a hard time, you know, getting through it. And so it's my way of just keeping it at least at a level of contentment, just being content with a saying that I've really trained my brain to respond to. And I did it by every time I had like a really dark thought, I say to myself, the universe renews my life. And I just, cause that's a goal. I want to feel daily renewal. I really do. And I want, again, my experiences, whether they, I, I gave them the meaning of negative. I gave them the meaning of positive, my contrast, they serve me. And again, so that emphasis on daily renewal, I did it with thought renewal and I had the word renew within that. And it's something I learned um, in hypnosis school. <laughs> so and it's really effective for me, but I feel like it has to be personal, but it's the same phrase every time, same phrase, but my emphasis is on renewal. So, and I, it really works for me. It really works with me. The other, you know, a a really good one for people is uh, the idea of peace begins with me. And I love to pass this on to clients. Peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. And I'll just say that till I kind of calm down. And it's in my head. And I've had to do it in situations in public. No one knows I'm doing it. But in my mind, I'm like, peace begins with me because maybe I'm in a situation that feels hostile out in public or maybe there's road rage around me. But peace begins with me. And I try to exude an energy of peace so that I'm not impacted by situations that are potentially like dangerous or like volatile. so peace begins with me and I those four words are really powerful and then allow yourself to feel feelings of peace maybe embody a memory of where you had peace and allow that in again we're just all we're doing is slowing down the negative momentum does that make sense Oh, no. No, definitely.
1: definitely.
2: Mm -hmm. It's your little own phrase, you know, that really that you resonate with. And you'll know, you'll know, like having the word love tattooed on my face. Oh, my phrase would have love in it. And I, you know, and I would come up with something that just, again, we're just going to do some course correction and getting the momentum switched to a, a, a new lane that's a little healthier. A little healthier than the lane that maybe you're in because um, it's important. You're meant to be here. And my whole platform is keeping people on this planet from a place of self-love, self-care, taking time for yourself, knowing that you are the vital part of any, the what I call the word, you know, you take the word partnership and that vital part, the part that's at the very beginning, P-A-R-T- and any partnership is you, yourself. And so doing whatever you can to make yourself the vital part of any partnerships you have in your life, whether it be with family, a significant other, whoever, your workplace, you are the vital part in that partnership. I remember that. I want everyone to spree that in for a second.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm taking in every word. I love that. I'm already thinking of affirmations for myself. I'm like, love comes to me effortlessly.
2: Oh there, there, who oh is this the same person who said the work I'm working on? This,
1: yes. yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is doesn't that okay, wait a minute. Does that does not feel better?
1: No, it definitely does. I can feel I'm smiling just thinking about it because <laughs> I definitely I'm a big believer that when you get tattoos, like it's a form of manifestation. Oh. Okay. I Funny backstory, I got chaos tattooed on my arm a couple years ago, and I'm not kidding, my whole life was chaos. Like, <laughs> it was all around me, and I was like, what did I do? So, this is kind of me changing that trajectory and yeah. just bringing in fresh, fresh vibes, you know, pure oh, love.
2: Pure love. Words have power. Words have power, right? And so exactly. yeah. And chaos, you know, you can apply the meaning that you want for that. Sometimes chaos is so fun. There's fun chaos, you know, and there's there's fun and dysfunction. Literally, the word fun is in dysfunction. There's there's messages in our mess. The word mess is in, you know, the word messages. So there's messages in our mess we just apply our own meanings to them. So chaos, you know, chaos is okay, here we go. I'm going to shake it up a little bit, but at a place that's healthy, right? Not just so unraveled where things are just coming undone all around you.
1: Exactly. Most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Um, Raya told me about the time. Um, So I don't want to take too long here. I did want Dory to get a chance to ask any questions. I know she's listening in. Dory, did you have any questions for Miss Liz? I don't have any questions. I was more so just like really in tune with the listening though. So I was really engaged though. Like that really spoke to myself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. I love that. Oh, I love that. That is like, that is like a compliment to me. <laughs> that is a major compliment.
0: Dory is a member of the uh, Topic Roulette group, by the way. Oh, yeah talk, do you want to talk about that for just a second of course so uh, each friday or what? each sunday we record but each friday we post a new episode with the group it's about of uh, 10 people right now and we sit in and me and lexi host and we asked the group a whole bunch of different topic questions and get their responses and um just have really raw um honest conversations with
1: Oh, I
2: love that. You know, just imagine if the whole world did that. Just imagine if everybody had, um, you know, a place where they could go and be raw, authentic, and just think how cathartic and therapeutic that would be, just to have a place at a table that's safe, to be who you are, the real you, you know? No, Obviously, definitely. I, I feel
0: like that's what their whole mission of creating it, too, was to be mental health advocates and do the whole self-love and yeah. teach it.
2: For sure. For sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, I really, you know, people say things like, oh, you deserve a seat at the table. And I have a friend that says, no, I am the table. (laughs) You know, and so, you know, you just really and you determine who sits at your table and you decide. And so I just think it's, I think for you, um, all of you, you're going to be what people want to emulate. And I think, again, it's going to be contagious and fabulous and continue to set intentions for everything that you're doing. Um, When you have a passion project, that means it's backed by feelings of pure intentions and harm to none. And anytime we have a manifestation or anything that's backed by pure intentions and harm to none, that's when we see beautiful results from what our um, whole intention was in the outcome of whatever we created
0: No, definitely. Your words be s- are so motivating, too. Like every time.
1: <laughs> it's like electric. <laughs> this flows. <laughs>
2: Yay! Right on. We're in the zone. We're in this. And you know when you are. You know when you're in the zone, right? And so, and you just know it. And um, I just was talking about yesterday. I just said, you know, a seed planted from a place of alignment will outgrow a whole field of seeds not planted. From a place of or you're planted from a place of being out of alignment, so here we are planting a seed in a you know in a place of total alignment, and when you do that, that's when you see the bounty to just see such beautiful bounty and when you plant it from not being in alignment, a place of being just totally out of alignment, it feels like effort and it feels like work and We don't want that. (laughs) We want it to be like this conversation. Just again, ease, joy, and flow.
1: Definitely. I love that. Your words are truly inspiring. I do want to say that like truly inspiring. Um shoot. Thank you so much for meeting with us. Um, I'm not sure. Right, did you have anything else you wanted to add?
0: I did not right now. Um he answered pretty much all the questions I had.
2: Yeah. Well, I want to just close with this idea of if anyone doesn't have the, within them, they don't feel better. Maybe just activate a desire to feel better. Just activate a desire. Just, you know what? I am going to launch a desire to feel better. And that might be a healthy place to start and then allow for a daily practice that allows you to be vibrationally tuned into who you're meant to be, whether that might be listening to your favorite song or meditation, whatever it is, but it's a few minutes a day to feel better. And then with each day, make a goal to make yourself more of a focus and don't allow yourself to abandon yourself because of somebody else. Um, it's self-love is a daily practice and it can be a few minutes a day or all day. And it's something that again, can happen year round, but it's very personal. It's very personal. And so it's whatever it is that it can activate feelings of total acceptance for who you are and who you want to be. And sometimes that means developing a higher self or a future self. And it also means, like I mentioned, having strong negotiations with the parts of you that are keeping you really small. And it's a negotiation. So let the voice win. Of the person you desire to be in those conversations.
1: Very well said. Very well said. I did want to ask before we get off of here um, we would love to invite you to our Topic Roulette group. I think that that would be really amazing if you ever had time or just wanted to come hang out and see how it is. Um, oh, for sure. That would be so fun. <laughs> they love you. that. That would be awesome. And permission to spread awareness about your book. Like, do you mind if we mention it on our podcast a couple more times? Because I really think that this is a step in the right direction for raising the collective and essentially just saving the world.
2: Right? I know exactly. One vibration at a time. Um, yeah, so yeah, for sure. If you you know like you know, if you read it, um and you I think it does lend itself to some conversations. Um, because you know, I even as I wrote, I was like, whoo, I have food scarcity issues I was not even aware of. And so someone might read that and become very aware of that, or oh, I'm grieving this part of my life that I wasn't aware of, but I became aware of it. And so it's it's gonna activate some things in people to activate it only to soothe it activate only to soothe it. Right. And then when we soothe it, we're we're vibrating different differently. We're going to track different things in our physical reality. So if something comes up like a hot topic, you like, Oh, I resonate with this section so much. Go for it. Let's do it. Let's do a
1: follow-up and talk about it for sure. For sure. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you being on here today too, because this has really helped me a lot just like these few minutes with you um and I know you did mention to us that you do the hypnosis classes so we're definitely gonna have our group dive into that because this has been amazing
2: oh yeah I love I love the subconscious I think it's amazing Mm -hmm. what you discover what you discover I mean it's amazing we're operating at the conscious level of course But there's things that are impacting us that are coming from our subconscious. And, you know, and it's uh, and it can really play itself out more than we realize in our day to day living, especially in terms of what we think we deserve. Um, And so hypnosis is so fun and it's just get really effective in getting results. Um, Yeah. I had I worked with a person who got dumped. Yes, three days ago, she got dumped. Yes, last night, she was crying. Today, she showed up to work. She's super confident. She's ready for the weekend, and she's allowing her circumstances to serve her in a way that already she feels personal peace, and that cannot be... There's, you just can't ask for more. You can't personal peace. Yeah, again, peace begins with me.
1: Oh, there it is. <laughs> Thank you so much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, shoot. I think that pretty much wraps it up. On that note, um, I do
0: hope to see you back when you publish your second book, and we'll.
2: <laughs> oh, would that be fun? Or before, like I said, if there's a hot topic in that book that you guys want to just like, you know, comb through. That would be tease out a little bit. It'd be really fun to do that. It'd be really fun to do that because it just together, you know, go through some questions, you know, and just kind of tease it out. And see what comes up for the you know for everybody who's listening and you too, you know, especially. So just it'd be fun to actually do a live with that and see what we come up with, you know.
1: Yes, I love that. I really look forward to definitely collaborating with you in the future, most definitely.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for today. Thank you, everyone who's listening. And you know, when you choose to listen to podcasts that are backed again with a purpose to serve the higher good of everyone. That's when you're choosing you. That's when you're choosing you because you're choosing to take time out and listen to something that could be life-changing for you. And that is the listener deserves to be celebrated in this journey as well. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Your Lizzie. kind of words are
1: going far. Yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you.
2: You too. All right, keep in touch.
1: we Will do. See you next time.
2: Uh-huh. Bye-bye.
1: Oh my gosh, I love her. Good job, team. We did great today. <laughs> so fun. Really did. And that was the SSS podcast. The SSS podcast. <laughs> Lexi and Rye. Out of this beach. deuces. <laughs>